It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Touchdown, Los Angeles. You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation. What's happening? What's good? It's your boy Bear Motter of Rams Podcast, but this is Lockdown Rams. This is the Thursday edition of Lockdown Rams, so you know what that means. We've got our man Benny Bonsignor on the show today. Super excited. Had a great conversation with him earlier. We'll get to that in just a minute. Guys, make sure to go give us a follow. And while we're doing it, give Vinny a follow at Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter. You can find me at LA underscore Rambling Bear. Locked on Rams. We're also on Instagram and Facebook and Facebook groups, and we've got it all. So if you want to interact, jump on board. Guys, I just released, I know I was talking to you about it, but we finally released it. We are giving away two tickets to the Rams Seahawks game. So if you're in the local area, sorry to my my people out in New Zealand and Australia and Connecticut and Nova Scotia, if you want to make the trip, Enter to win some tickets. We're giving away two tickets. Rams-Seahawks game, home at the Coliseum. We just did it on Facebook. All you got to do, go join the group. Go add us on Facebook. I think it's a tag, a share, a comment, whatever you do. Enter a couple times on the different social media platforms. We got it up on Instagram as well, so go give us a follow on Instagram. But two tickets. That's right, two tickets. You and a friend are going to the Seahawks game. Enter to win. We'll pull the winner, I don't know, a couple days before the game, give you guys enough time to understand and and get down here, maybe grab that late, last-minute flight. Uh, But we're really excited. We're going to continue to do giveaways. We gave away a hat a couple weeks ago for for a score prediction. Uh, People online went nuts for it. I want to keep giving you guys some amazing stuff. We've got some awesome sponsors on the show. So I want to do my part, pitch in, get you guys involved, Two tickets to the Rams-Seahawks game. I'm so excited to finally announce it. I've been sitting on it for a while, but we just released some ads on Facebook to kind of promote it. So go on there, find it, tag a friend, do what it says to do, enter yourself for a chance to win. Other than that, you know my usual plug for the network. Five days a week, Rams content, here with your host, Bear Motter, your team, every day, only on the Lockdown Podcast Network. And we've got tons of amazing podcasts for you, so go check them out. Lakers, Clippers, uh, Lockdown Boston Celtics is really good. All that good stuff. If you want to keep it in NFL, the Lockdown NFL podcast is great with Matt Williamson, Vinny Lyre, and the Lockdown Fantasy podcast is great. So go check those out. It'll help you start, sit, who to pick up on the waiver wire. As we get deeper into the season, you're going to want his help. Trust me. So again, we got a great show for you today. So I'm going to stop blabbing. And get to our guest, Vinny Bonsignor, writer for The Athletic. He covers the Rams and the NFL. Go check him out. If you guys don't have a subscription yet to The Athletic, let's get with it, people. Tons of awesome coverage there. Yeah, it's a couple bucks, but you know what? You're getting great quality content. I had a great conversation with him today, so I'm excited to get to it. So without further ado, here's my conversation. Vinny Bonsignor, Lockdown Rams Thursday. We'll be back tomorrow with Serena Morales on the Friday Hype Edition. So until next time, Rams Nation, peace. Enjoy the interview. All right, Rams Nation, we are back. You know the deal. It's Thursday. We've got Vinny Bonsignor with us. 
He's a writer for the Rams and the NFL for the Athletic LA. Make sure to check him out at Vinny Bonsignor on Twitter and get a subscription to the Athletic. But a ton of awesome coverage, whether it's for your Rams, uh, local here in LA, or even big picture. The Athletic is coming onto the scene big time. Vinny, how are you doing today, bud? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Oh, hanging in, hanging in, excited about this game. We finally got a prediction right last week as far as the spread goes. Uh, you know, big win for the Rams, obviously on the road against a lesser opponent. But still, I think some of those big pieces we got on defense hopefully uh, roll over this week because we've got Aaron Rodgers coming to town who just when you hear the name, even though we'll get to the point spread later in the show, um, you know, it just it's kind of scary you had some of the, I think, coach talk today and Jared Goff talk today at the press conference. Did they give you any insight on how they're feeling coming into this game? Well, certainly uh, there's just unbelievable respect for, for Aaron Rodgers, and rightfully so. Um, he's, you know, arguably the best quarterback in the NFL when healthy. Um, obviously, definitely one of the best quarterbacks uh, in the NFL uh, when, when healthy and so and he puts a lot of pressure um, on a defense and, and he puts a ton of pressure on you know staying with him step by step I mean right. he's a guy that just completely commands the game at the line of scrimmage knows everything knows all the tricks can make plays with his legs although I think you know the, the Rams kind of catch a little bit of a break in this instance with Aaron still dealing with a knee injury kept him out of practice on Tuesday he was out there on Wednesday, um, so there will be some limitations. It looks like uh, to him, but yeah, just it's Aaron Rodgers, and that's really all you need to say. Right? Yeah, I talked to um, Peter Bukowski from Lockdown Packers yesterday, and he was encouraged because he was saying that it was one of the first times that Aaron has participated in a Wednesday practice almost all season. Uh, so they're expecting him to be, uh, you know, full go. Obviously, we all do when he steps on the field. It doesn't matter how much he is down. Uh, there's, they're always within Aaron Rodgers' reach, which is kind of scary. Uh, the Rams have known to have been closing better this year than they have in the past, but we had a couple games where you know we let some teams back into it. Uh, talking about that defense and, and some of the big plays that they came off of and we mentioned at the beginning of the show, how are they feeling as a, as a defense coming into this game? I mean, a couple big games back-to-back. Uh, does that help with confidence coming in this week? Yeah, I mean, they, they definitely are talking about, hey, we still need to improve. You know, uh, Aaron Donald was talking about, you know, still being better in the run game, more disciplined, not getting out of their gaps, and and uh, which is all well and good, but that was a pretty darn good performance uh, that they threw out there against the 49ers. I get it that the 49ers are, are hurt right now, but this is a team, and, you know, and I pointed this out in my story, they had gone over 400 yards two weeks in a row and, and three times over the, I think their, their last four games or five games. So it's an offense that, um, you know, anytime you have a Kyle Shanahan offense, it's going to be able to move the ball. And they have shown, even with C.J. Beathard, that they could move the ball, just not against uh, the Rams. And when you have Aaron Donald going into beast mode with four sacks, uh, you know, Corey Littleton playing the way he did, Troy Hill stepped up with a really big game. I thought it was their best performance in all three levels of the defense, when you're talking about the defensive line, linebacker, secondary, it was as complete as you can imagine. But, you know, another another difficult test uh, with the Packers, you know, and then Aaron Rodgers and just trying to trying to defend him and everything that he can do. And they're looking forward to it, though. I could, I could tell that this is one that, you know, it's on your radar. Anytime you're playing the Packers, anytime you're playing right. Aaron Rodgers, that's going to get you going. 
Yeah, I remember seeing the schedule at the beginning of the year, and this was one definitely that everyone circled as far as uh, you know one of the more exciting games on the schedule. You get Aaron Rodgers coming out to the West Coast. It's kind of uh, for Jared Goff and him, it's a little cow bowl going on here at the Coliseum, which will be exciting. Yeah. I know Jared probably is excited about this one, obviously watching him play growing up. He's mentioned it a handful of times. It was part of the reason he wanted to go to Cal. He broke a lot of those records over at Cal, so it'll be a fun one to watch and watch them throw it up a little bit. I saw you on Twitter today. Uh, you know, We talked yesterday about this, that the Packers travel really well, so we're expecting a good uh-huh. amount of Packers fans uh, but you had mentioned yeah. that the Rams had released some more tickets as of today. Uh, how many did they release? Is this something they typically do, or are they kind of feeling the pressure with so many uh, people interested in this game? Well, they've known for a while that this is one of the – this was a game that for months uh, they've been talking about as, you know, this is – I would say that they're going to go into the 70s in this one. Um, and, you know, they, they, they've been – pretty strict with with trying to keep it at a manageable crowd and i think that people misinterpret that nationally but right they have to understand that the coliseum is just a, a very very old venue i think i tweeted yesterday that it was 44 years old when the packers won the first super bowl and that was 51 years ago so wow. you do the math it's a it's an old it's an old venue so it there, there becomes a point of um diminished returns when you try to fit a whole bunch of people in there just from the bathroom lines and the concession stands and trying to get in and out and everything like that. So, but I think that they're going to, uh, they're going to open the gates a little bit wider um, to accommodate uh, the, the, the kind of crowd that they're anticipating. Yeah. I remember going to that uh, first game back at the Coliseum. I believe it was versus the Seahawks, you know, a couple years ago and they definitely opened the gates for that one and they were not ready. I remember there was, they ran out of water. It was a super hot day. Mm-hmm. Bathroom lines were crazy. Food lines were running out. You just got whatever you could get basically. Uh, that was a big lesson learned for them and they, they've really scaled it back, but you're right. The matchup, kind of says, we've learned a little bit here. Let's open up a little bit more. Uh, Let's get some fans in, especially here in L.A. Hopefully uh, we pack the crowd. Uh, Locked on Packers, Peter was saying he thinks it's going to be about 20-plus thousand Packer fans, uh, which is a lot. So uh, we'll see how the the, um, crowds show up uh, on the game on Sunday. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside really quick, get our first break, get some words from some sponsors. We'll be right back Thursday edition. Vinny Bonsignor on the other side. All right, guys, before we get over to our next segment, I told you, we always take care of you here on the Locked On Podcast Network, and this is no different. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about blue choo. Oh, come on, I had to. Guys, we got you. Do you need some help increasing your performance? Get a little extra confidence in bed? Listen up. BlueChew.com, that's right, like the color blue, BlueChew.com brings you the first chewable with the same FDA-approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as the pill, so you can be ready whenever and wherever the opportunity arises. Pun intended. Blue Chew is prescribed online and shipped straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor visits, no waiting in the pharmacy, and best of all, no more awkwardness. They are made in the U.S., and since Blue Chew prepares and ships direct, they are cheaper than a pharmacy. Right now, of course, with the Locked On Network, you know we got your back. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com and get your first shipment free when using the promo code LOCKEDON. Just pay $5 for shipping. Again, that's Blue Chew, B-L-U-E, 
BlueChew.com. Promo code locked on. Try it for free. Blue Chew is better, cheaper, faster choice, and we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. All right, guys, before we move on to our next segment, I'm really excited to talk to you about our new partner, Metro Infinity. You can find them 821 East Central Avenue in Monrovia, California, just off 210 in Monrovia. Guys, you have to swing by their brand new multi-million dollar facility and check out the amazing selection of new and used Infinities they have. They're the only dealer in California that's family owned and has been in business for over 25 years. They're the number one volume dealer in California. One of my favorite things about Metro Infinity is that they take pride in not being your typical car dealer where it takes hours to buy a car and play games back and forth with the customers. If you don't like coming to the dealership, no problem. They're gonna bring your new car and the paperwork to your home, your office, the park, McDonald's, wherever you wanna meet them, and they will complete the whole transaction wherever you need. Wherever you feel comfortable, they'll take that to you. Make sure to mention Locked On when you go visit, and they're gonna give you another $500 off any car purchase. That is by far the best money deal we've had on this podcast so far. $500 off just by saying you listen to Locked On. If you're thinking about a new Infinity or even in the market for a new car, I think you need to start thinking about an Infinity. I'll be honest with you, my dad owns an Infinity, and every time I go to Chicago and we talk about driving a car and which one do you wanna take, I'm always picking my dad's car. They are smooth, they are awesome. They're sleek, especially with Metro Infinity. Give them a chance to earn your business. Believe me, you won't regret it. They also have over 50 certified pre-owned Infinities. You can reach them at 626-599-7510 or metroinfinity.com. Plus, remember, mention Lockdown, you get $500 off. We're big fans of them, and they are big fans of us. So go on down, Metro Infinity in Monrovia, just off the 210. Tell them Bear sent you. Get a sweet deal. At least go try it out. Do a little test drive. Tell me what you think, guys. Metro Infinity and $500 discount when you mention Lockdown Rams. All right, Rams Nation. We've got Vinny Bonsignor with us. I'm your host, Bear Motter. We're talking all things football with LA Rams coming up with this amazing matchup. Packers in town. It's not your typical Packers that, you know, you're used to seeing coming in with maybe an undefeated record or a really high record. They have a weird 3-2-1. and one. It's, it's kind of it's like a hockey record early in a season. It's, it's kind of interesting. But nevertheless, it's a great game. I've got some questions I want to throw to you that we've gotten from some listeners over the past couple of days. Uh, I'll start with Matt from Connecticut. He actually left this really awesome voicemail. We do a Google voice number where you can call in. I would play the message for you now, but it would probably take up the whole podcast. It was about a five-minute uh, message. Which, Matt, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, but he, he was kind of getting all his feelings out, and he mentioned a couple things that I really liked and I wanted to kind of mm-hmm. pick your brain about. Uh, he definitely talked about, you know, Troy Hill had a better game, and that was encouraging, but he still has some concerns in the secondary, and he's wondering about, you know, how he is going to respond playing a guy like Aaron Rodgers. And then he kind of asked about Tlaib. We haven't really gotten an update in a long time. I was wondering if you've heard anything being around the facility. How's he looking? How's he feeling? When we can expect him back? And then the last part is kind of a loaded question here, but uh, Joyner, you know, obviously on the franchise tag, a.k.a. almost a contract mm-hmm. year for him. He's been playing okay, but does he have to play better to get that long-term deal? So unpack that question how you may, uh, but it's all secondary-focused. Yeah, um, well, in, with Joyner, uh, 
he's doing what the coaches are asking him to do. And he's, he's brought it up to Wade Phillips. Like, man, I'm, I'm just watching the game back here. And <laughs> that's fine. That's what you're supposed to, that's your job. Your job is as a last line of defense right there. And what they're asking their DBs to do, that's what they're asking him to do. So it's through no fault of his own whatsoever. As far as the long-term contract, I don't think it necessarily lines, like, like they're happy with what he's doing. So it's not, if they don't re-sign him, it'll be, it'll, it won't be because, they're down on his play. Right. Uh, whoever they replace him with is going to be doing the same thing most likely. So it, it, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It, it's more, you know, what do the finances look like? There's other parts to the puzzle uh, that they have to figure out, and Corey, including Corey Littleton, uh, who's come on like gangbusters uh, yeah. this year. So okay with LaMarcus Joyner. We'll see how that all plays out uh, money-wise at the end of the year. Uh, Troy Hill, you know, I, I, I can't stress enough how confident the Rams have been in Troy Hill, and this goes back a while ago. Inside their building, they've always believed in him. They always they were comfortable with him being the starter this year. Uh, instead, of course, they ended up trading for Aqib Tlaib, and, and so that, that definitely put him back into a reserve role. But in their eyes, he was grading out higher than Tremaine Johnson toward the second into the second half of the season and, right. and beyond. So. They have confidence, and, and, you know, if you do look at, and we talked about this, if you look at what happened against the Broncos, he was in position to make all of those plays. It would be one thing if, where's Troy on that play right there? You know, all of them, basically every one of those plays that, that he, he gave up were 50-50 balls that were just timing issues, a little bit of technique issues, but he's there. He's, he's a good cover cornerback. Um, he got back to a little bit better technique and timing, um, you know, on Sunday against the against the 49ers, came up with a huge interception and a really good interception too. It was a high degree of difficulty on that on that pick, so that's a good sign. And so there's no shortage of confidence in Troy Hill. They felt like it was a game that he was going to respond from, and and he certainly did. Uh, as far as Akib, you know, they don't really give you updates, you know, on players that are on IR. Um, but I'll say this: I haven't heard anything negative, uh, right. no hint of any kind of setbacks or anything like that. He'll be able to start practicing. I believe it's the week of the Detroit game. I got to do a math, but I think that's the week that he's eligible to come back. We'll see where he is physically. But if it gives you any hope, I know I've been talking to some people in the organization about the trade deadline and what they might be looking for. And while everybody, including the Rams, is always on the lookout for you know cornerback depth, one thing that's been stressed to me is they believe that Akeem's going to come back, and so it'll not so much dictate, but it'll play a role into if there's even a deal out there to be made, what they're willing to give up to get somebody, if that somebody is going to end up being a backup player or maybe even an inactive player when it all is said and done when Tlaib comes back. And I say that to stress this. That shows me that they're confident that he's going to come back and, right. and you know, be be ready to go. So um, if that's – now, not to say that they wouldn't wouldn't make a trade for a cornerback – if the right situation came along, but that's definitely playing into it. Hopefully that answers those questions. No, a great job. You, you hit them all. <laughs> so um, I'm sure, I'm sure Matt's going to love that. And like I said, uh, he uh, will shoot us with another question probably next week, but yeah, it cuts off at a certain point in the voicemail. And so he called back and said, I just got cut <laughs> off. I think I just learned how long winded I am. And I understand that problem to uh, talking on these podcasts a lot. Um, the, the next question, and it's similar, but it comes from Madison Prop. She's actually 
a listener from Denver, Colorado. She had great seats for that that you know cold, cold game in Denver. Uh, yeah. She got to enjoy the Rams win and kind of rub it in all of her local Denver fans' faces. <laughs> uh, but she asked, you know, the defense has played really well the last two weeks, but we've also played, mm-hmm. you know, the Broncos and the 49ers, not the best of the best. And so she's wondering if this is really the team we should expect moving forward, or maybe this is a little bit of the reflection of who we're playing. Uh, maybe a little bit of both, but, you know, I, I'm going to go back to, um, okay, the Broncos game. They definitely stopped the run, and the Broncos were one of the best running teams in the NFL uh, up until that point. The 49ers had been running the ball really well. So coming off the week that they had three weeks ago against Seattle when they gave up, what, 191 yards uh, on the ground, that is all. those are all good signs right there that they were able to buckle down and do what they did against the Niners and uh, the Broncos as far as the run game. Yeah, they got burnt a couple of times on those passes that we just talked about with Troy Hill. But other than that, they were pretty much on point um, against the Broncos. So, you know, I definitely liked what I saw, you know, as far as those games. And one more thing on Seattle, to me, again, I'm feeling what they're doing up in Seattle. I think that's a pretty good uh, football team. I don't know if I mentioned this last week, but I was talking to somebody from the Rams who we were talking about the Seahawks, and they were like, you know, if you go back to Pete's first Legion of Doom, they were mostly no-names that he dra- drafted, and a lot of those guys, they, people laughed at him for drafting some of those guys as high as he did. Well, there were no names that turned into the Legion of Doom. We now know them in retrospect. We didn't know them at the time. And their point was, it's kind of like what he's doing right now. There's a lot of moves that they made and some subtle moves that they made and moves that guys that you know maybe not the average fan knows about but these guys can play and what they're doing on their offensive line and and in the running game and with a healthy Russell Wilson that's a team that I think is going to be knocking on a wild card door so I would not discount that win whatsoever in fact you think about some of the wins that they've had the Chargers is no gimme that was a tough win against a really good team the Vikings I feel the Vikings are going to be there when it's all said and done, when they get their, you know, act together a little bit more. And they are. Um, they've gone on to, to play really well after that game. So a uh, long-winded answer, but I think the defense is showing a lot of signs. They're going, to, they're going to give up yards to Aaron Rodgers, you know, but you can't freak out over that. That's just you're playing Aaron Rodgers. You're probably going to give up points in this game. Uh, this is going to be one of those games where now the offense, you know, has to flex its muscles too. And we all know that they're pretty capable of doing that. Yeah, and it's it's a new NFL. It's, it's big numbers. In today's NFL, you're going to give up yards. you just got to be okay with it and find a way to bend and not break. And I agree with you on Seattle. I think they're, they've done this in the past years. They, even when they had the Legion of Boom, they started out pretty slow, and then they come on. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when they were 8-8 eight and eight and they made that playoff push and had a big win against the Saints, and you know they've, they've kind of notorious for a slow start. So not a team that I think you want to see in the playoffs, uh, depending on where it kind of lines up. But hopefully the Rams will be – sitting at a bye week at that point, and we'll be able to kind of cruise in. Um, As we're talking about kind of looking ahead, and and we talked a little bit about uh, the injuries and things like that, when we can expect to leave back, uh, McVay talked about Cooper Cup today and said he's feeling better, gave some really encouraging words about him, but at the same time said, you know, we're probably not ready to see him yet, which gives us hope maybe for the Saints game or that Seattle game coming up after that. Really short injury list for us here. Uh, I think it was just Sue and Brockers, but they were more just resting. How does the injury front look for the Rams? And it sounds pretty encouraging. Yeah, no doubt about it. And and the thing with Cooper, there is no need to rush him whatsoever right now. Um, they're in such a good position uh, record-wise, even even a little bit of a cushion to take a loss. If you know, I'm not saying that they're uh, you know going to or anything right, like that. Right. Right. Um, but but they got 
they got real fortunate in a lot of ways that Nick Williams was available. He plays that position, and he plays that position. His last two offenses were this offense, basically. So just a seamless way to step in. He's not a you know all-pro player, but they don't need an all-pro player. They just need somebody who knows that position, knows the offense, can be where he's supposed to be, when he's supposed to be there, and, and has some reliable hands, and, and, and it looks like, you know, he checks off all those boxes. And I know some people were worried, well, what does this say about Josh, you know, Reynolds? Unfortunately for Josh, and you hate to talk about injuries, but injuries are why he's on the field right now. Unfortunately for Josh, the player that got hurt doesn't play his, that's not his position. He doesn't play the slot wide receiver position. So it would have meant they could have done this with moving Robert Woods to the slot receiver and, and playing Josh where he plays on the outside. But by bringing in Nick Williams, it, it minimizes you know the disruption, and you are seeing Josh Reynolds still, uh, nevertheless, get on the get on the field in some of those packages. Made a nice catch on Sunday, and there's so there's no shortage of confidence in him. It's just the luck of the draw for him that you know that's not his position. So uh, they went out and got somebody that can play it, and, and to me, they were fortunate that he was even available. Yeah, and he had a pretty good game. I mean, he uh, sunk down in the defense a couple times, Cooper Cup-esque, should you say, and played that role really well. And Jared Goff spread the ball. I think he had eight targets, kind of very classic. Uh, McVay spread the ball around, and he did exactly what he's Mm -hmm. supposed to do. And hopefully, kind of like when Santos came in, it's not the long-term answer, but it's a good plug-and-play for a couple weeks to get us going, keep him around just in case. And, uh, yeah, I was really happy with his performance. And you're right, you make a good point that it's not Reynolds' position, and, and to put him in the slot, it would just not be as smooth as you know making this transaction and getting him in there. So good points there. What we're going to do is we're going to step aside, get our last break, get some words from our sponsor. We'll be back on the other side with more with Vinny Bonsignor. All right, guys, before we get to our next segment, I want to talk to you about the coolest thing in movies in forever. We've all been to the movies, right? Cost a bunch of money. You go into this stuffy, crowded theater. Popcorn's 900 bucks. You may not even get a good movie. But we are changing the way movies are done, and I have got the spot for you. It is called Rooftop Cinema Club, and it has landed on a rooftop near you. Come watch the latest releases and cult classics under the beautiful sky, movies by moonlight, breathtaking views, delicious cocktails, I'm in, and food, double sold, and help us put the celebration back into the cinema. Screenings in Hollywood, downtown LA, San Diego, Houston, New York are on sale now at RooftopCinemaClub.com. Again, that's RooftopCinemaClub.com. And because they are fans of the show, they are hooking you guys up with an exclusive promo code that's locked on 10 So make sure to visit the website, use the promo code. They'll also give you a full list of films and showtimes up there. You can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, at Rooftop Cinema Club, and on Twitter, at Rooftop Cinema for updates. They do a bunch of special nights, Q&As, photo ops. It's just a bunch of fun. It's really made the movie-going experience great again. So, guys, go check them out. Tell me what movie you're going to see. I'm looking to go get my experience here in L.A. Let me know what you think. Let me know what movie you're seeing. RooftopCinemaClub.com. Promo code locked on. Believe me, they are changing the way you watch movies. So go check it out on a rooftop near you. The suns rise in Orlando, but their playoff hopes set in the West. From our local experts to your ears, these are the biggest stories on the Locked On Podcast Network. 
Despite finishing a perfect 8-0 in the NBA bubble, the Phoenix Suns are leaving without a playoff berth. Check out Locked On Suns today for a postmortem on an amazing run by Devin Booker and company. That's all thanks to tiebreakers and a Karis LeVert jumper that rimmed out, giving the Portland Trail Blazers a win and a meeting with the Memphis Grizzlies in a play-in series for the Western Conference 8th seed. That begins on Saturday. Beginning today, all of the Locked On NBA playoff teams will be previewing the playoffs with special crossover shows. Scout your team and your opponent on the Locked On Podcast Network. Local experts on the biggest stories, it's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Rams Nation, third and final segment, Thursday edition. Tomorrow we've got Serena Morales on the Friday Hype edition, and then, boom, we've got... Serena! Yeah, you know, we got Packers, man, in town. It's going to be a bunch of fun. Um, I was talking with Serena, and, and she was asking me, she was like, how come you and Vinny always sound so much better? She's like... I'm always I always find like the most loud place in the building or I've got some wind tunnel I'm in and <laughs> I was explaining you know sometimes That's the I get, key to everything yeah exactly exactly so uh, we'll get to that tomorrow we got a bunch of questions for her as well uh, but you mentioned this earlier in the show as we kind of were asking about Talib and the injuries and you kind of uh, teased a little bit about the trade deadline and uh, what the Rams could or could not do and, and how they value some of these players that will be coming back. There's a lot of movement in the NFL. It's probably becoming one of the busiest trade deadlines I can remember in a long time. And what does that do? We know the Rams have been aggressive. They kicked the tires on Cleo Mack. Obviously, we've heard a couple players come out and say they want to be traded. Have you heard anything or gotten any feeling? I know they're not going to share that information directly, but have you gotten any feeling that they're out there kicking tires and looking to acquire someone, and where would that be? Um, they're definitely, you know, and I know this is a cliche, but it's true. They're definitely doing their due diligence. They're definitely open um, to seeing if there's uh, any way to be able to, uh, to improve this roster. You know, I think that any kind of help would be more along the lines of, of, of the defensive side of the ball. But, you know, one thing in their eyes, and this could quite possibly be the case, their two transactions are going to be getting Khalid back and getting um, Obo, their young linebacker from Oklahoma, um, who's been, you know, obviously on the pup list and is out practicing now. They had a couple more weeks to decide what to do with them. But that might be their um, two additions, uh, right. two trade dive deadline additions, if you want to uh, if you want to look at it like that. So, but it's not going to prelude them. They are going to look, and I think that there is. I'm I'm told, you know, uh, in talking to people in the NFL, that uh, to expect a lot of activity. Um, it's kind of getting to the point now where teams that are out of the race are looking for ways. Look at the Raiders, looking for ways to. Uh, to gather assets because that's what it's all about and try to redo it um, at a later date. And so because of that, I think there's going to be some players that are available and some movement um, as a result. Yeah. And giants are another one having the fire sale, what it seems like getting rid Mm -hmm. of a couple quality players to get some picks backs and start to make a move towards next year, which is crazy. I mean, but I guess if you're one in five at this point, you got to start figuring out how do we make this season, you know, of value some way, one way or another, um, with the Rams, and you mentioned Oboe, which I know we've talked about him probably three weeks in a row now, but he's been out, had a mm-hmm. full week of practice. Um, are, do you think they're really going to take that whole time? I know you said they can really snap your fingers and get him going at any point, but it sounds like the way that we've done injuries, the way this Cooper Cup situation, the whole Greg Zerline, is that they're going to almost stretch things out. Do you expect them to use the whole time frame, or can we kind of maybe anticipate him joining sooner than later? 
Well, he, you know, he's definitely got to show them that they're healthy. And, you know, I was talking to somebody with the Rams, and, and, and he was like, you know, we got to understand, everyone needs to understand, this guy hasn't even been in a huddle right. since, what, the semifinals or whatever it was, whenever they got knocked out. That's the last time he was even in a huddle. So um, he looks great. I have to say that he looks tremendous in tremendous shape. He, looks, he told me that he's much stronger than he was in college. He really got to work in the weight room. He looks explosive. But there's still, I mean, again, he hasn't been in a huddle since last January. So have to keep that into consideration, and that will play a, fact, a role in, you know, when they decide to, uh, to activate him. But I, I don't think there's any – I'd be shocked if they didn't activate him at, at some point, whether that's this week, I guess, um, or, or next week when, when, when they have to. Um, I, I suspect we're going to see him on the football field. Yeah, I think, like you mentioned, just kind of – looking at some holes in the defense and where we can, you know, where we could use some, a little bit of improvement or some depth, that would definitely be a position. And, uh, you know, what a great group of guys to have around you as a young rookie, as you're looking across and you got Sue and Brockers and Donald, and even starting to look at a guy who's young, but Littleton stepping in and can mm. kind of share some of the things that he's learned instantly, a great group for him to kind of get in with. I know there's always, you hear like a good fit or a good situation for a guy, but I can't imagine there's a better one out there in the NFL than what Oboe has right now with the Rams. Well, I want to shift gears a little bit, talk a little bit about the Packers. We mentioned that matchup with Aaron Rodgers. We all know that at some point you got to stop Aaron Rodgers. I think he has five consecutive games where he's thrown 40 or more passes, uh, which is just insane. And uh, I think it's, and only... it's not good. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. good. Right. And it's only two more until he sets the record. Um, I'm assuming we're going to see a lot of Aaron Rodgers, but outside of that, I mean, is, I mean, is that really our number one focus or what are the big keys to really shutting him down? To me, um, and, and talking to some players with the Rams, number one, you, you have to just be on top of your game mentally. Sam Shields was talking about it. You can't, your eyes have to be where they have to be at all times. You can't take, you can't, cause he'll see that and he'll, he'll, he'll exploit every, opportunity that you give him so you have to be disciplined you have to to me keep him in the pocket uh he's at his best when he's the legs are moving and he's um you know making plays outside the pocket a lot like russell wilson i talked to sean McVay about that you know that philosophy of, of you you can push but you can't push too hard against a guy like um, russell wilson and 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 aaron Rodgers. you know you have to be able to build a fence around him or a box and then let that box suffocate him rather right. than let, giving him any gateway outside of that box because then he's that, that's when he's going to kill people you know down the field so it's that it's just playing really smart fundamentally sound in the secondary um, paying attention being on top of the little details and as a defensive line getting pressure on him but not forcing him out of the pocket where he's going to be able to just destroy you so yeah. I think that's going to be a, a big key in this so I and I think it helps that they've played Russell Wilson twice a year for you know, all these years, they know how to defend that kind of a quarterback. Not saying that they will, because it is Aaron Rodgers, but they have a pretty good blueprint having played a, a quarterback that's quite similar to him in, in Russell. Right, and hopefully Marcus Peters is re-watching a lot of that film because he got, you know, pretty much torched in that Seattle game, and, and Russell took advantage of his anticipation and his eyes and things like that. So mm -hmm. um, I'm sure Marcus Peters is very aware of that, and I'm sure he I, heard, I saw him speak to it today and, and gave him a lot of credit for what he's doing. So it will be a fun matchup to watch for sure. We do it every week, Vinny. My bookie, big sponsor of the show, 
They have it currently at nine points as the spread. Rams just continue to get these monster spreads. Uh, this is a tough one because with Aaron Rodgers, uh, you just never know. I mean, he's down 20 points. He can come back and get it within a field goal game or take the lead. Thoughts on the Rams spread this week uh, coming into this Green Bay game? You know, it's a lot of points, obviously, especially against a great quarterback like that. But I think that um, the Rams are going to be in pretty good shape. I don't think the, the Packers um, haven't been able to run the ball. They're not committed to running the ball. They're throwing the ball 40 times, like you said. He's not 100%. So his, um, you could even, you, you, we've seen it. We've seen when he's, you know, even with big games that he's had this year, he's been doing it on, you know, almost one leg, basically. Right. Um, or at least one leg, only one leg that's fully, fully functioning right now. So I think that that's going to be, that's going to play into the Rams' hands. They're going to be able to make them one-dimensional by stopping whatever run game they even try to um, put together. And then they're going to have to put the ball in his hands over and over and over again. And I think his lack of mobility and the way the Rams' pass rush is starting to find another gear, um, I think it's, that's going to be a disaster you know, for the Packers. And I think conversely, on the other side of the ball, I, I, I mean, look at what the Packers gave up to against C.J. Beathard and the, and the 49ers. It, right, was, it right. was not good, and I was at home. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yep. like the, the Rams' offense is just so good and puts so much pressure uh, on, a, on an opposing offense. I think they're going to get theirs as well. And So I could, I could absolutely see them covering that spread. Okay, I, I like it. I like the way you broke it down. I'm on the fence on this one. Uh, if I had to put my money down, I, I just it's really hard for me to bet against a guy that just just never gives up, right? The guy that just is is almost yeah. feels comfortable coming from behind. I think we pull this one out, but I think I think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw up some late sneak touchdown to you know make it on bad beats with Scott Van Pelt and and ruin it. So <laughs> I'm I'm going to take the Rams, but I I think the Packers cover the spread in this one, but. We'll see how it how it shakes out. You make really good points on how the Rams could do it. C.J. Beathard had a great game. That secondary, when I talked with Lockdown Packers, he talked about how nervous that secondary makes them with you know the downfield game of Jared Goff. And then Todd Gurley is just a touchdown machine. It's almost weird if he doesn't score two or more touchdowns, so we almost expect that at this point. You're uh, talking yourself into it. Yeah, I know. I know. As, as, as I am, I'm sitting here going, okay, maybe, maybe I'll switch it. Maybe I'll hedge, I'll hedge that bet somehow, but... We appreciate it so much you joining us. Guys, go give Vinny a follow on Twitter, at Vinny Bonsignor. Check out The Athletic. He writes for them, The Athletic LA. And, uh, you know, we're looking forward to your coverage the rest of the week, and we'll talk to you next week. Awesome. Have a good week and enjoy the, enjoy the game. If you really want to party with me, let me see this what you got for me. Put all your hands with my eyes to see. Straight up, violent in the place to be. If you really want to party with me. God we trust, wow. yo it's a must that you heard of us, yo we murder us. Hey, Locked On listeners, you already love our network of NFL shows, so why go anywhere else for the fancy football information you need to know for the 2020 season? You just need to check out Locked On Fancy Football, hosted by me, Vinny Iyer. We're counting down to the season by breaking down players and teams every day. It's no-nonsense, straight-to-the-point, smart fantasy football analysis that has only two goals in mind, helping you dominate your drafts and win your league championship. That's Locked On Fantasy Football, only on the Locked On Network.